Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. Let me just tell you that I have found the new sweet treat for my nighttime routine. Normally we'll make dinner, we'll have some salmon, a bunch of greens, a little bit of brown rice, and as soon as we're finished with that, we're relaxing, we're watching a movie, we just watched Batman, which took three hours, so I actually had two cups of these. But my new favorite product to use to get me to wind down for the evening. It doesn't put me to sleep, it doesn't keep me asleep, but it just helps me wind down. It's grounding, it's calming, it's soothing, it's hot, it's rich, it's sweet. It is the Organifi Chocolate Gold. The Organifi Chocolate Gold has adaptogens like reishi and turkey tail, things that help to support your nervous system. It helps to help you wind down at the end of the night, especially after a big meal. And you kind of still want that something to do. And instead of reaching for a bag of chips or a whole candy bar, which I'm definitely... definitely still do once in a while. This has been my brand new absolute favorite treat. Sometimes I'll just do it with water. Sometimes we'll do it with a bit of coconut or oat milk at the end of the evening and then I'll add an extra dash of cinnamon even though it has it in there. I just like extra but I promise you this is such a decadent way to end the evening. So I always start my day with the Organifi green juice and to remineralize before I have my coffee and then I end my evening with the Organifi chocolate gold. And I'm telling you, it is a way that I I don't feel super full when I go to bed, but I have this grounded feeling so I can kind of lay heavy in the bed and I feel calm. I don't feel like I'm worried about the next day. And I also don't feel like I'm ingesting a bunch of sugary stuff. I'm like, oh, well, I've had a really healthy day. Do I want to, you know, have that 20% at the end of the night? Not really. So I have my healthy hot chocolate which is the Organifi Gold Drink. I am absolutely obsessed. If you want to try this, you can head over to Organifi.com slash HTH or just head to Organifi.com and use the code HTH. You can also click on the show description and the notes and I will send you, it'll send you a direct link over to all of my favorite products. You know that this is my absolute favorite brand partnership and I am just so excited for you to try the Chocolate Gold. If you've been a fan of any of their products, trust me on this one. It will get you far and it will get you to wind down the Organifi Chocolate Gold. You will not regret it. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. My name is Eliza Gelman, your host, holistic nutritionist, trainer, podcaster, your friend. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to do something a little different. And if you've listened to Hotter Than Health from the beginning years ago in 2017, then you remember that we had a little more format. Like there would be some episodes where there was uh, a little more structure, if you will. And 
as I've gotten more confident behind the mic and I'm leaning on guests with bigger social media followings and I'm like kind of just coasting but now we're going to get a little more strict and we're going to have some more we're going to have some more structure we're putting a corset around this thing and we're going to make it look nice and tight and fresh so today we're going to have a little more structure and I'm going to try and bring this into all of the nutrition wellness Q&A episodes I've been getting good feedback on the Q&A episodes I'm excited about it normally since podcast episodes that have two people promoting them. So like if I interview someone and they post about it on their social media, XYZ, it, you know, it, it, it gets more views and more listeners because I have two people promoting it, two platforms promoting it. But surprisingly, the nutrition and wellness Q&A episodes have also been doing well. And I'm just going to keep rolling with that. So I'm just going based on numbers here. Nutrition and Wellness Q&A, May is Gut Health Month, and if you don't know about gut health, then we'll get into it on this episode, but before we do, in light of there being some more structure here, we're going to get started with the review of the week. All right, so this review of the week is from, hmm, what should we do? Ooh, 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 yes, 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 here it is. This review of the week is from Leanne Muzillo. Muzio. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I apologize, but it's a beautiful name. Leanne Muzio, five stars, chef's kiss. I just started listening to this podcast this week and have already binged so many episodes. I find that a lot of health and wellness pods these days regurgitate the same information over and over, uh, but Hotter Than Health is quite the opposite. I find myself learning so much from each episode and am beyond ecstatic to have found the new podcast and just get excited about it. It's rare. Just when I was about to give up on wellness content, I found this gem. And the title alone, Obsessed. I'm hooked. Okay. Wow. Thank you, girl. That is so kind. Uh, Leanne, if you're listening, (laughs) Earth to Leanne, then send me an email or click uh, click on my social media and you can send an a message, a DM. Can I speak today? Send me a DM. <laughs> Let me know that you were this review and I will send you a hotter than health tote bag. And damn, this was a really nice review and use some really good, uh, <laughs> really good SEO words like wellness and health. And actually that's about it. But either way, thank you so much. And I will send you over a hotter than health tote bag and maybe some other goodies inside of it. But you know that if you leave a review on Apple podcast, you are entered in to win one of the hotter than health tote bags. They're badass. They're beautiful. I'm obsessed with them. Thank you so much. Okay. That was the review of the week. Much appreciation. If you have not already, go ahead, hop over to Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and make sure you are subscribed. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, the little purple app, you just go to the Hotter Than Health podcast and look at the show. In the top right-hand corner, there's a little plus sign. Hit the plus sign if you already have. Thank you so, so much. I'm trying to track those analytics and it's really helpful. Same with Spotify. Hit follow so you never miss an episode and I don't miss any downloads. Hello. All right. I'm pumped because we talk all the time about digestion and nutrition, wellness, less anti-inflammation and weight loss, plant dominance, but today we're going to talk specifically about gut health. I think that it has become a really, obviously it's a hot topic. It's only been something that's been started to become explored in the past 10 to 15 years, which is wild. We've been studying everything about the human body forever, but all of a sudden the gut microbiome is 
now at the in the front what am I trying to say in the front seat of the health and wellness conversation we're going to talk about gut health we are going to talk about stubborn weight from stress and we'll also talk about uh, stress levels and when having them is normal and before we do get into it as per the structure account that I made uh, I wanted to I wanted to have a little ask, of course. As you know, I have mentioned on my social media and I have mentioned in previous episodes that I'm doing a clarity challenge this month. There's, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 to 20 people doing this along with me. That it, it's, not, there's, it's not a financial thing. It's really just an accountability thing. I have been feeling a little bit stagnant and non-creative and a little down about some things just with business and the podcast although it is it's doing well and it's growing it's it's challenging because there's a lot of comparison on social media and I tend to get too wrapped up in that unfortunately and so I'm actually taking a month off of social media so it's May 5th to well it's May 4th today but this will come out on the 5th and I've not been on social media or Instagram I've just been auto posting from a third-party platform to make sure people see episodes on the hotter than health podcast one thing I do have to ask it's truly truly so important because collaboration, partnership, and sharing is such a great organic way to grow the podcast. I am going to start some advertising pushes soon, which is exciting, but I mean, super exciting spending money, but I'm excited for the potential growth that it has and the marketability and understanding the demographic that listens. But if you are listening and you are able to pop onto social media and share a, either a link to this podcast episode, um, I can't tell you how helpful it is if you go on and you try and make a story and then you click on whatever, however you go to make a GIF on your social media story posts uh, and you click link and then you link this episode or any episode of Hotter Than Health, it's badass and it's so helpful and I truly can't. tell you how important it is for the growth of the podcast, especially this month when I don't have social media, like it it would be really, really helpful. And that's really just me being vulnerable, being like, please, (laughs) please fucking do it. (laughs) All right, cool. So after I'm just begging you all to do my dirty work, I appreciate you listening to that. And now I'm going to give you some good shit. All right. Wellness tip kickoff. All right, so my first wellness tip of this episode before we get into the Q&A, my first wellness tip is going to actually be a supplement. It's a supplement that I've been using over the past uh, maybe two or three weeks. It is from Cured Nutrition. Uh, This is actually, they, they sent it over to me and I thought, okay, you know, I get a lot of random supplements sent to me just from companies who are like, hey, we'd love you to try our product and post about it, but I only post about it if I actually have liked it or I've done it. But it, again, it wasn't paid, but they did send some stuff. And I was like, okay, great, thanks. And I didn't really think too much about it, but I used their CBD, uh, not their balance, but I'm going to bring it up right now. I have been using their sleep supplements for the past, like I said, couple of weeks. And when I tell you 
that it has changed my sleep. (laughs) The depth of my sleep is absolutely amazing. Um, I had it in Mexico and I did not wake up hungover one time. That was also because I was only drinking tequila. Thank you. Shout out to tequila. And I, I didn't realize that I had been having trouble sleeping until I started taking these. I thought, okay, like just try a couple, who cares? But most supplements who recommend, who are recommended for sleep are, I just feel like they are not as potent as they could be. Like the portions and the ratios and the milligrams dosage is never that great. I feel like they just shove a bunch of like a little bit of a lot of things into their products just to say that they have it for the brand appeal and the ingredient appeal. But this one, I I genuinely, you know, I'm not a doctor and I'm not sure about it, but I'm pretty positive that they have bomb ass portions and what's the word I'm trying to, what did I just say? Uh, the right amount of dosage of all of these things. So it's by Cured Nutrition, C-U-R-E-D, and it's the Zen, and they, it has magnesium, reishi mushrooms, broad-spectrum hemp, uh, hemp extract, valerian root, skullcap, passionflower, ashwagandha, all of these, and chamomile, a bunch of different ingredients that are pure and whole and facilitate restful sleep. And I'm just so pleased that I found them. Uh, Like speaking of gut health, when you're inflamed and you're not sleeping and your hormones are off, we're going to get into that more in the episode. This has changed (laughs) my life. I am so fucking happy that I found this. And I did make sure that I had a code. It was HTH for 20% off. It's curednutrition.com and it's the Zen product and you use code HTH for 20% off. Holy hell functional mushrooms, cannabinoids. I don't feel high when I take it. I take it like 30 minutes before bed and I'm reading and my eyes just drift to sleep. But I mean, I'm not knocked out and coherent. It's just like I'm waking up feeling rested and rejuvenated. I'm just so happy I found this. Oh my God, I can't even tell you. Okay. That was my tip and wellness tip kickoff before we get into the episode. Gut health. Okay. We hear this all the time. People automatically just think, oh, it's for poop and how our digestion is going or if we're bloated or if we have food sensitivities. The gut is a combination of different good and bad bacteria and gut flora that is in our digestive system and our lower intestines and colon starting all the way from our mouth all the way to our butthole. And when we have a really thriving uh, community of bacteria in our gut with variety of different with a variety of different bacteria coming from different strands of fiber and proteins and uh, other bacteria, that is when our body really thrives, when it's in a balanced state. When it's in a not balanced state, you can experience things like yeast overgrowth, candida, you can have food allergies, leaky gut, so many different symptoms that, or so many different uh, issues that can come up but that are shown and presented to us in different symptoms. So here's just an example of what I mean by that. Let's say you are, 
I'm, let me think of a good example. Oh, okay, okay. Here's a good one. Let's say, and this is something that I struggled with a couple years ago when I first moved to Charleston. And if you were a listener of the podcast and you heard old uh, Q&A episodes, you've definitely heard me talk about this. But I thought that I was an anomaly. I was so insecure and I was freaking out because I was in a relationship, but I would like get yeast infections all the time. And I just, I mean, super sexy. Hey, but I thought that there was something wrong with me, but I also thought like, oh my God, I'm just getting chronic yeast infections and that's just the way it is. Oftentimes when we are dealing with any type of like yeast infection, UTI, any type of like bacterial overgrowth, bacterial acne, a lot of the time that has to do with a overgrowth of yeast, which is also shown to be called candida. So C-A-N-D-I-D-A. So for instance, that means that there is a imbalance of a certain type of bacteria in our gut that causes our body to produce an overproduced yeast, which leads it to, you know, like a thrush on your tongue or bad skin. Maybe you're having crazy breakouts around your mouth. Maybe you are having yeast infections or you have like incredibly bad BO and it's just something that it's a little out of the norm for you, like extra BO. Uh, it's definitely something to look at and you want to analyze your gut a little bit more. And that's not to say like you need to go out and take a huge big test and spend $500. It means let's take a look at the diet first. So some things you can do to reduce something like candida would be to almost starve its food. Uh, so that would be things like reducing sugar, like basically eliminating sugar for a little while and alcohol. And I'm not saying that this is the protocol for every person, but it's definitely one of the first solutions. I've done things like taken, I have taken uh, like oil of oregano. There are different supplements where this is not that episode. Maybe we will do an episode on that. Like, oh, yeast infection episode, sexy. But something like candida, that's just an example of what it could look like if your gut was out of balance. That is just one of a million examples, right? So having a good balance of gut bacteria and cultures in your gut is going to help promote healthful hormones, healthful sleep, energy, uh, your ability to digest and absorb nutrients, that's where we really want to focus because without all of those things, that's going to, let's say, reduce the amount of magnesium that you're naturally able to absorb from your diet. You might be having the most perfect diet ever, but if you have an imbalance in your gut, then you're not going to be able to absorb things properly and you're not going to be able to get the nutrients that you need that will will inevitably help you sleep better at night or uh or have, you know, moderate vitamin D levels. So especially if you are living in a cold area, maybe there's a lot of, maybe there's not a lot of sun and you're low on vitamin D. Let's look at your absorption. Let's see if that's something that you could fix by looking at your diet first. That's really what I wanted to discuss. So in the monthly meal plan that I offer on ElizaGWellness.com, it's each month we have a specific topic and a specific focus for the meal plan. Last month it was a liver detox. This month it's gut health. Next month I might even do gut health again if you all like it. 
but next month I might even do brain health. So still working on that, but we're only a few days into May. So you can head over to elizagwellness.com and you'll get an audio file that goes so far into the gut and what ingredients, what recipes in there are beneficial for the gut. And you also get a meal plan with 12 different meals, snacks, breakfast, lunch, dinner, grocery list to make it super simple. I'm obsessed with this product and I don't know why thousands of people aren't doing it. Y'all are crazy. That's that's the gut health meal plan for help. Okay, then, all right, that's, let's shift over a little bit. Let's talk about a couple of foods that might be really beneficial and that might not be beneficial for gut health. I'm actually going to write that down so I don't forget that beneficial and not beneficial for gut. I do that so that when I make a title for this shit, because I'm for sure going to sit out by the pool. It's 90 degrees in Charleston. Or I'm sorry, it's like 85 degrees in Charleston today. And I'm going to sit by the pool while I edit and go create all of this <sighs> baloney. Let's talk about some foods that are beneficial for the gut. Now, when we think about the gut and we know that it thrives on gut bacteria that come from different strands of fiber... It's not just that we want to look at how much fiber we're consuming. It's about the variety of fiber that we're consuming. If you are one of those people, I'm, I am definitely a victim of this, that I, I'm sorry, not victim. I am a culprit of this, that I get so comfortable with certain recipes that I just won't put variety into my grocery list. That's why I if I feel like I'm getting into that space, then I lean into the monthly meal plan and I, I go off that completely because it has so many different varieties of foods and fibers. But we want to switch it up. So let's say you buy broccoli every week at the store. Maybe next week you buy asparagus and zucchini. So you're adding in different strands of fiber. Think of your gut as an army and not every single person in that army is going to eat the same things and thrive with the same kinds of food. So if you're feeding a huge group of people all the exact same thing, then they're not all going to thrive. So you want to have some variety so everyone can get foods that are beneficial for their specific gut microbiome because everyone's is so, so different. So a variety. So we want to have things like beans. We want to have things like, like brown rice, dark fruits, berries. We want to have things like flaxseed that are really fantastic and omega-3s as well as fiber and anti-inflammatory benefits. We want to have avocados, which are beneficial fats. We want to have a good mixture of greens in there. So kale chopped really, really well and massaged. We want to have uh, maybe some hemp seeds for some more healthy fats with fiber and just having a good abundant variety. Those are some things that we talk about in the monthly meal plan audio file as well. Some things that are not beneficial for gut bacteria, and this is not food shaming or whatever. I'm, I'm actually so sick of putting disclaimers on everything, so I'm not. If you're eating Twix and fudge sickles, if those are still a thing, you know what I'm saying. If you're eating a bunch of processed sugar all day, or not all day, but every day at least, it is feeding not great gut bacteria. So our body thrives when it is being fed nutrient-dense, abundantly nutrient foods. 
And when it has super simple foods, then it's just getting a bunch of calories without any nutrition. With that being said, having sugar as an extremely inflammatory ingredient, it's okay to have sometimes, but it's in your 20%. So a couple squares of dark chocolate, like three, four or five squares of dark chocolate every single night, or switching to a creamy, dark, richer, uh, hot chocolate that could be healthy would be a good benefit or would be a good substitute for something sweet. But if you are constantly eating sugars or eating sugars on an empty stomach all the time, that is really challenging. So if you're saying, oh, well, I'm just going to have a big bowl of ice cream at night, but I'm not going to have dinner and I didn't have lunch. So now I can have, first of all, that's totally like fucked up food thinking. So we can talk about that on a, a different conversation. So starving yourself so that you can have something unhealthy later is your gut basically saying, oh my God, we haven't gotten any good fiber or any food for our good gut bacteria for fuel. And you're just feeding it the bullshit. So that's going to lead to things like acne. It will lead to things like uh, chronic chronic insomnia, sleep issues, as well as uh, just a stressful and inflamed state for your gut. And when we're doing this, those are things that will feed the non-beneficial gut bacteria and starve the good gut bacteria, which leads to that dysbiosis that we spoke about in the beginning of the episode. What we want to do is not avoid sugar completely, but we want to be mindful of it. We want to reduce it when we can and maybe stick to things that if you're going to do a ton of fruit, maybe have some cinnamon on top of it. Maybe have a little bit of protein and fat and carb in your next meal. So we want, again, a variety. Hope that makes sense. I know I'm tangenting. There's just so much to cover with the gut. We're not, I, I don't even think that we'll get into super supplementation in this episode. Of course, we talked about the the cured nutrition, but that was genuinely just because I <laughs> absolutely love it and I feel so good when I take it. But that was that was what we're talking about with gut, which leads me into stubborn weight from stress. This is such a hot topic because it has gotten to the point where I will I will meet with a, a client or a potential client and be able to look at them and after the first two minutes of our conversation, I can tell whether or not some of their, the weight that they're holding on to based on where it is in their body and how they're structured and their energy levels, I can see, okay, is this a gut issue? And that's why I'm, I'm so intensely passionate about holistic nutrition with my clients to elevate natural energy levels, optimize your digestion, and do it through a plant-dominant lifestyle. And what I normally see is people not understanding their stress, people not understanding when stress is beneficial and when stress is uh, when it's detrimental. We know that stress is a part of life, whether it is driving in a car and you're on high alert, whether it is doing a workout, you're putting your body under a bit of stress, whether it's, whether it's just having so much work to do throughout the day, or you're stressing about finance, like there are so many different areas where we could be stressed, right? And with that, comes our body being in fight or flight, which takes us into 
that stress state, when we're in that stress state, our body is not prioritizing digestion and absorption. It's prioritizing safety. Now, that's why you don't typically see people eating a burrito or a sandwich during a heavy lift workout or a hit workout. You see people maybe eating afterwards, something to repair their gut or their muscles. But when we're in that state of stress, we're not thinking about food. Um, typically, if we're stress eaters or we're comfort eaters, then we're tra- craving fattier foods or fast food, things that are quote unquote comforting and grounding foods. Typically, that ends up being ice cream or chips or, or like things that are cooked in a lot of oil or something really creamy. But when we have a high amount of stress that is coming from external sources, or internal sources, as in dysbiosis in the gut when you're not getting a variety, often you're going to see that as weight in the lower belly and kind of the the back hips area, you will see it maybe in the back of the shoulders. And it might be that you kind of only lose weight in the arms, the neck, and the legs. But then there's the, the middle section that doesn't necessarily seem to move. And you could be doing all the HIIT workouts, you could be doing all the weight training, walking, cardio, caloric restriction. But if you don't have a balance of when your body is in stress mode and and when it needs to be in rest and fuel mode, that is where the issue comes. And that's what I do with my clients. So again, subtle plug, if, if you're interested in working with me on a one-on-one basis, then I am still taking clients and it's a we have a free consultation to make sure that it's a good fit. So even if you're just curious, I highly recommend scheduling that. It's on my website. Just click on the 30-minute free consultation and we can go into it. Or you can just do the one-on-one nutrition consultation. It's, it's totally up to you. But I wanted to make sure that we discussed that stress will play a part in some of the stubborn weight gain. I'm not saying that there are people out there who if they want to lose the last five pounds, quote unquote, then they need to do that. Or if, because sometimes when you, sometimes your body doesn't want to lose weight because it doesn't know if it, when it's going to get its next meal. So it's holding on to weight, right? And when it's holding on to weight, it's typically going to hold it around that visceral fat area. It's going to hold on to it where it's in that protection mode. It wants to keep your internal organs protected. So it's going to keep it around the belly. And that is, that is typically what I do with clients and help them with. I'm actually working with a guy right now and oh my God, I'm sorry, testimonial for him. He is, he was extremely skeptical about, he just didn't know how big of an impact sugar and alcohol had on his lifestyle. He said that the, he said that in the first week he was texting me saying, I wish I had started this sooner. I'm down 1% body fat, like sustainable, uh, sustainable weight loss for his stature. And I'm just so pleased for him. You guys, I just love what I do. And if you want to work together, please schedule a consultation call. It's free. If it's not a good fit, that's great. But if it's not, not great, but you know what I mean? Okay. Where am I going with this? So, so much for me having structure today where I'm just shooting from the hip, whatever. Uh, okay. 
that's stubborn weight from stress. You might see it in the love handle area or the st lower stomach. Lean arms, lean legs uh, automatically leads me to think, okay, maybe stress. Of course, there are a million other things it could be, but those are some things that lead me to think gut could be, uh, gut health could be disrupted and then we can fix it through lifestyle changes, diet, and some different wellness protocols. Okay. I want to address something. I all always, always, always see and speak to people who are saying that they wake up stressed. I talk to people and they say, I wake up stressed every single morning and I always wake up with anxiety. You know, that feeling when you open your eyes and, and you can't, so all these thoughts start running through your head because you almost can't pinpoint where the anxiety is coming from. Like, oh, is it this one thing? But I'm I'm not that stressed about it, but I must be because my body is reacting in a certain way while I'm thinking about it. You already go over your to-do list, which puts you in a state of stress for the rest of the day, right? What is happening is when it is natural, let me let me just debunk this, debunk this. It is natural to feel a bit of anxiety upon waking. Let me touch on this. When our an our primal ancestors would have to be hunter-gatherers, uh, they would be sleeping outdoors, protecting themselves from lions. If they woke up in the morning, they had to be on the highest alert because if they woke up in the middle of the night, it was not because they weren't sleepy. It was most likely because they had to watch out for predators or if they missed a certain time, then fish would be gone or food would be gone and it was scarce or they would miss the right light. It is within our natural body biology to have a bit of anxiety upon waking. What ends up being detrimental is if we do not recognize that and we continue to carry that anxiety through for the rest of the day. Now, I'm not talking about if you are, if you're riddled with anxiety and you take medicine for it and you're trying to figure things out, there are ways to reduce stressors in lifestyle and nutrition and diet that, that are not just from having a little bit of anxiety when you wake up. I'm not talking about full-fledged panic attacks. I'm talking about that that full-body anxiety you get on an almost mild level immediately upon waking. This is normal, and I want you to just breathe through it. Take 10 huge, deep breaths and recognize that once you kind of, once you move around in bed, you stretch in bed and you turn some lights on slowly, the feeling will begin to dissipate. All right, so I want you to, next time that happens to you, because I know this happens often, next time this happens to you, I want you to take 10 deep breaths, understand, okay, this is a natural part of my biology, and then I'll get on with my day. Cortisol, our stress levels, are naturally highest in the morning. That's why a lot of people prefer to have morning workouts. That's why... I prefer to have morning workouts because at, throughout the day, I don't want my stress levels from exercise to get higher. That's why I don't prefer working out at night unless it's yoga or walking. 
But if I'm going to do weights, if I'm going to do HIIT, or if I'm going to do any type of other intense workout, then I like to do that in the morning when naturally the stress levels are a bit higher. I let that quick moment of uh, panic and anxiety subside when I wake up, and then I move on throughout my morning. I hope that helps. For my final tip, I'm going to start with... uh, so. This is the way that the format is going to go. Listen up, bitches. Wellness tip kickoff. So I'm going to have a wellness tip number one, and it was the cured nutrition supplement. And I'm only repeating this now because I want to let you guys know that this is the way the format is going to be. And who knows? Maybe next week it'll be totally off. Next Q&A episode will be completely different. But this is what it is today. Uh, It is going to be wellness tip in the morning or in the beginning, wellness tip at the end. And it's going to all be relative. So we talked about the cured nutrition. Use it, use code HTH for 20% off. God, kill me. And then the tip at the end. So like I mentioned, you want to take those 10 deep breaths after you feel that moment of anxiety, a little bit of uh, natural anxiety levels rising upon waking. Uh, take those 10 deep breaths. And then my next tip for you is to wait to have your caffeine for about 60 to 90 minutes in the morning. I've started to implement this. It will naturally increase my hydration because I'll do still do my 32 ounces of room temperature water. It will help me remineralize because I'll do my Organifi green juice after that. And then I will make sure that I'm waiting about 60 minutes. If it's if it's 50 or 45, I just want you to recognize that you do not need that stimulant immediately upon waking. I want you to get into a natural state of kind of just recalibrating and getting to your natural baseline. You'll you can still be sleepy. It's okay. You can fight through through sleep for about an hour. This will this will take a little bit of adaptation, but if you're not willing to do something slightly uncomfortable for your entire day to feel better and more energized, then like I can't help you. Like go do something a little bit harder. So wait 10 minutes. If you already, if you have to head out the door, but you want to have your cup of coffee, have hot water with lemon. Typically we want the ritual of something hot. So make yourself a hot cup of hot water <coughs> hot water with lemon or use the Organifi Greens juice that I use. Code HTH for 20% off. I'm obsessed with it. I have it on my desk right now because I'm recording this in the morning. But that way, your body will be extra hydrated but remineralized from the greens and the packed nutrition. It will also provide you with uh, some of the medicinal mushrooms that are in the greens juice powder, which help to relieve and recalibrate and balance out your natural stress hormones. So it has a little bit of those happening in it. I really think that that's a, the best way to start the morning. Wait 60 to 90 minutes. That way, you know, you get ready for work, you do your thing or you have your workout and then you have your coffee afterwards. Uh, if you typically only drink coffee so that you can kickstart your digestion and get your morning conference call in, that's also an issue. So having a tall glass of room temperature water or hot water with lemon a little pink sea salt is a great way to kick start your digestion. It gets things going, gets things moving. And then if it doesn't still stick with this, let your body have a moment without any natural stressors happening on it, without pouring acid on your stomach in the beginning of the morning. It's going to change your life. I promise you. It will keep your energy levels so much more regulated. If you're not just like filling your cup when you're fully, fully empty, you want to let your natural levels rise just a little bit so that it's hitting you not at your lowest baseline because that will lead you to more anxiety as well as uh, 
it's an appetite suppressant. So your appetite might be off. So you're in that state of fight or flight when you actually need to fuel yourself. It just, it throws off your natural rhythm. That's my hot tip is wait 60 to 90 minutes and hydrate extra before your first cup of coffee. Wow, cool. I am so good at my job. I love this podcast so much. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, please take a screenshot if you are on Instagram. And if you don't know how, ask a friend. Like, do me this solid. If I can get 10 people to share a link on their social media accounts, everything helps. I'm telling you, share this episode, share any episode you want. I don't care if you go back to episode one where I'm like gargling a microphone. It's horrible sitting in my car, probably with the car running and there's like random guns outside. I just appreciate the support. Share it on your social tag, Hotter Than Health Podcast and Eliza G underscore wellness. If you are part of the Clarity Challenge, then we already had our call last night and we have another call on the, I think, 18th just for accountability. So far, it's going well. Feeling really clear as far as the no social media goes. I would love to get the podcast to a place where we have enough subscribers that I don't need to use social media all the time. So subscribe. Like I said, hit the little follow button or the little plus sign on Apple Podcast. It is such a fantastic way to help the podcast. I am excited for next week, you guys. We have on some sick guests. We have Mimi Bouchard coming. We have uh, Joseph of a amazing supplementation company. We have Kenzie Burke coming on. You guys, I'm such a fan. I'm just losing my mind. All right, get ready. This is going to be This could be a big month for Hotter Than Health. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to it. I will talk to you all next Thursday. Thank you.